Hello everyone, it's Melissa with Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. Today I wanted to talk to you about maintaining balance in your life. I know I touched on this in a previous podcast, but it is so important that we lead a balanced life. And so today I want to talk about the four quadrants of your life that I think that you need to work on. So we have mind, body, soul, and heart. And those are the four areas where if you become off balance in any one of those areas, you can see physical effects from it. So let's imagine, for example, that you are really busy at work, you have a hectic work schedule, and you have a coworker who is kind of toxic at work. You could start experiencing physical symptoms like having a headache because that area of your life is off balance. So what does it mean to be balanced in all of those areas? We're going to take a look at that. So your first area is your body. To be balanced in your body means that you're taking care of your body. And this one I think is so easy to become off balance because we live such a busy life. People have to eat on the go. They get something to drink on the go. So you're constantly putting fast food and other junk in your body or reaching for one of those energy drinks to try to keep your um, keep your attention and to stay alert all day. And those energy drinks are just bad news. They are not good stuff. They're loaded with sugar and caffeine. And there have actually been teenagers who have died from them because they cause heart attacks. So if you're one of those people who really grabs the energy drink, try to stay away from those if you can. Try to find a better way. And really, if we talk about all the balance in our life, if you start doing the things I talk about today, you should be able to stay awake longer. You should have more energy. But staying away from bad things that you put in your body, so trying to avoid junk food and processed foods, trying to avoid those energy drinks, too much caffeine, and I'm definitely guilty of that. I love my coffee in the morning, and I even have a cup of coffee when I come home in the afternoon. I just love my coffee, um, which is fine. Just don't go overboard with the coffee. You know, if you're drinking a pot a day, you might want to think about maybe cutting back a little bit or switching to maybe half decaf, half regular, something like that. Um, making sure that you're drinking lots of water in a day. You should be drinking half of your body weight in water, which usually comes out to around eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. And that's another area where I struggle because I, you know, water has no flavor. It's super boring, but you can spice it up. You can add fruit to your water or herbs. Sometimes I like to do strawberry and basil. I slice up strawberries and add basil to the water or I'll do lemon and mint or cinnamon and apples. You can get really creative with the flavor combination. And if you leave the water, fill up a, a nice water container. So if you have a water bottle, sports bottle, fill it up with water and then the fruit and then put it in the fridge overnight. And sometimes those flavors then get really strong and that makes it even better. But try to drink um, at least eight ounces of water, eight, eight ounce glasses of water, excuse me, a day if you can, because we need to flush out those toxins in our body every day and stay hydrated. Um, make sure that, you know, you are eating some fruits and vegetables every once in a while. I hope that you are. 
If you're one of those people who grew up picky and you didn't like any fruits or vegetables, try to come up with creative ways to add them to your foods. You can, um, for example, if you don't really like broccoli, you can add cheese to it. You can um, add zucchini. Instead of using noodles for something, you can spiralize zucchini and it really just takes on the flavor of whatever sauce you put on top, but that's another good way to get in some vegetables. Smoothies are great because they taste really good if you have the right flavor combination and you can add lots of fruits and vegetables there. But try to get in healthy foods, try to get lots of water, cut back on the caffeine. I'm not saying cut away at all because trust me, I have to have my coffee. You do not want to mess with me if I have not had my coffee in the morning and my students would probably run and hide if I came in there and I didn't have my coffee. The only time I ever gave up coffee was when I was pregnant. And then my doctor said, well, you could have had a cup of coffee a day. I was like, what? I really wanted to throat punch him because I gave up coffee for no reason. So make sure you're just cutting back. Um, Same thing if you like to have a drink now and then. That's fine too. Just, you know, all things in moderation. Um, The other thing with your body is that you need to keep moving we get very sedentary, especially if you have an office job and you sit in a cubicle all day or you sit at your desk. You don't get up and move very much. That's really bad for your body. It's bad for your circulation and it's bad because there's no exercise going on and it's bad on your joints and your muscles. So try to work out every day if you can. You don't have to go to the gym for two hours and you know, kill yourself. It's not about that. Really, it's not. It can be as simple as just getting outside and going for a quick, brisk walk. Or when you get up in the morning, do a 15-minute workout routine. It doesn't have to be very long. You don't even have to join a gym. I mean, all the gym people are going to hate me. But you don't have to join a gym to get healthy. I mean, you really don't. You have all the tools you need right at your fingertips. If you have access to YouTube at home, you can look up workout videos You can buy free weights and a yoga mat and just work out at home. I honestly used to go to a gym several times a week and then I noticed that it was getting harder and harder to get myself there because, you know, I'd get home from work and say, oh, I have to do this and it's going to, you know, then there's the drive time to the gym and then I have to wait for the class to start and the class isn't convenient because it's at this time instead of this time. I gave myself so many excuses not to go and I decided that I was going to start working out at home. Because I didn't have any excuse. The gym was right there. So that kind of kept me in line and kept me going to work out at home. Find a fitness partner, you know, a workout buddy. That will make it fun and somebody that can hold you accountable. You know, meet up to go for a walk or go ride your bike, whatever. Just get yourself moving at least 15 to 20 minutes a day if you can. That will make a world of difference. The other thing you should be doing is making sure you're getting plenty of sleep at night. And a lot of people are complaining that they're not sleeping. I think there's many things going on there. First of all, our political climate is in such turmoil. And we've had all of these retrogrades going on. And even though we want to not give into those stories and say, well, they're affecting us. I know they've been affecting people. People are saying, like, I don't understand it. I'm going through all this emotional crap. And we're purging emotions. And all kinds of things are going on. So that could be happening to you, too. And if it is, it might be making it harder to go to sleep at night because when you want to go to sleep, your brain's like, no, let me remind you of the 50 things that you thought about yesterday that we didn't, you know, finish and 
all these things that happened to you in the past, let's bring that up now when you're trying to go to sleep. At least that's what my brain tries to do. But there are ways you can get around that. Uh, I think if you're exercising and you are getting the proper nutrition, that sleep just kind of naturally works its way into that cat, you know, that category because when you work out, it makes you tired at night, you've had a long day and so you sleep better. Um, but doing yoga before you go to bed is a good idea and that's another way to get in your movement for the 15 minutes a day at least. Yoga uh, stretches you out and then any time I've ever done yoga right before bed, I slept like a baby afterwards. I don't know what it is. You don't really even, it's not strenuous at all, but I guess it's just very relaxing. So yoga is a good thing to try. Another good thing to try if you're having trouble sleeping is Reiki. It definitely makes you relaxed. And I've had so many people tell me that it's helped them sleep at night. So consider Reiki. And if you're interested in a session with me, you can jump on my website or you can message me on Facebook. I'm just under Melissa Ann, but I have my Facebook page right here with Melissa Oatman. Um, that's a good thing to try. Another thing is you could do a guided meditation to help you sleep at night, but make sure you're trying to get eight hours of sleep if you can, or as close to it as you can. And that's not always easy, but sometimes I think we stay up watching TV until midnight or one, when really we should turn it off and go to bed and try to get those good hours of sleep. Your body definitely will thank you for it. So that's nourishing your body, taking care of you. Um, The other thing is nourishing your mind. So we need to constantly, I think, learn. That's what we're here to do and it's what our minds want. You know, I think we crave learning sometimes. So pick up a new book, something that you wanted to read and just haven't had a chance to read an article, sometimes even just listening to podcasts. You know, there are a lot of interesting podcasts out there where you learn information that you may not have otherwise known, and it keeps you entertained. But, you know, keep learning. Keep that mind active because, you know, I think when we, that also can get sedentary and when we don't actively use our brains and try to learn new things, that's where we can kind of seem sluggish and I don't know. It definitely has an effect. And especially for older people, you want to make sure that you're constantly, it's like a muscle. You've got to constantly use that muscle, making sure that we're not letting, letting the brain get rusty there. So, you know, our memory stays good and, and we can process our thoughts because I think that becomes slower when we don't use that. So nourish your brain. You know, also, why not take a language? Language classes are fun, and it's definitely something that will stimulate your brain. And it's good for your brain because it actually causes you to increase your analytical thinking skills, which is great all the way around. So try a new language. The other area of your life is your heart. And your heart, when we talk about that, we're talking about your personal relationships. So make sure that you're taking time also to nourish those relationships. If you're married, make sure that you're actually spending one-on-one time with your spouse and connecting with your spouse, doing things that you both enjoy, appreciating one another, because that's a big deal and that's a big thing. And a lot of people just take that for granted, like, oh, this relationship is there and I don't really, you know, he's always going to be there. She's always going to be there. 
but you can definitely grow apart if you don't work on that relationship. So make sure you're always nourishing that marriage relationship or romantic relationship. Make sure that you are nourishing your relationship with your children and your family members and definitely with your friends, keeping in touch with them. Especially because oftentimes when we get together with those people we love, we just have so much fun. We can laugh and share stories and laughter. They say it's the best medicine for a reason. There are actually physical responses in the body that are good for your body when you laugh. So make sure that you're always laughing too. And the last part of the body, or part, excuse me, the last quadrant, I should say, that we need to work on to make sure we have a balanced life is your soul or your spirit. So make sure you're always nourishing that as well. And one of the ways you can do that is through meditation or just even sitting in stillness. Go outside in nature and just sit. Look around, observe the beauty, appreciate nature and what's out there. We just recently took a beach vacation and I have to tell you that it was amazing. It was so good for me. I needed that so badly. I just sat in one of the beach chairs and listened to the sounds of the waves hitting the shore. I listened to the birds flying overhead. Um, Of course, they were really loud because my mom was next to me throwing them bread, so they were kind of attacking her. But I mean, it was peaceful just to sit there, listen to the waves, watch them roll in, watch the sunset. Um, I love having my feet in the sand, and to me that just feels like being one with nature, and the beach is definitely one of my go-to happy places, so make sure that you're going out and enjoying nature, sitting in stillness, listening to that inner voice, make sure that you're meditating, get into a regular habit of meditation. It doesn't take that long. You don't have to do a half-hour, hour meditation You can even do just 5-minute, 10-minute meditation. Anything will help. Make sure that you are keeping your thoughts positive. That's always a struggle. But you need to make sure that you're doing that because when we always have negative thoughts, that's affecting us. Those limiting beliefs are blocking us from abundance and they're blocking us from being happy too because if you're constantly thinking about all of the negative things, you're going to be filled with dread and worry and fear That's no way to live. It just causes you stress. And those emotions are not helpful emotions. They don't accomplish anything. So make sure that you are keeping your thoughts positive. So when a negative thought pops into your head, acknowledge it, change the thought, and send it right back out because we don't need to give any power to those thoughts. Um, Another thing that you could do is to make sure that you are releasing any emotional toxins that you still have in your body. I know a lot of people have said that the last few months a lot of emotional things have been coming up for them and they definitely have been for me as well. But what I have been doing to deal with it is acknowledging that it's coming up, asking what is this about, why is this coming up for me, and realizing that there was a reason. Like I needed to figure out what lesson I needed to learn from the emotion and um, then to bless it and send it on its way because it I don't need to stay in that place but acknowledging that I am having that emotion and trying to figure out what it's connected to so that I can change that and get rid of it 
Um, you can do cord cutting ceremonies, again, where you ask Archangel Michael to cut those negative energy ties from you. There's a cord cutting on my um, podcast on my site. Go and look at that. You can do meditations for that. You can do tappings to get rid of emotional pain. But I think it's really important to try to figure out where it's coming from because it's there for a reason. A lot of times we push down our emotions and we we don't want to deal with them. But the problem with that is if you're pushing them down, they're not disappearing. You're just pushing them down. And it's going to come back up at some point. And if you don't deal with it in the right way, it's going to come back back up probably at a point when you don't want it to. So deal with it now while you know what's going on. You can just take the time and, you know, ask God, what is this? Let me see this through your eyes or ask your guides, you know, what is this all about? Why am I feeling this way? What's this related to? And then sit in stillness and wait for the answers to come. And I think that you'll find it's related to something from your past, a lesson maybe that you had to learn, a cycle that you've been repeating that you need to break. So take the time to do that and heal all of your emotional pain. Um, I realize when I say that, I sound like I'm doing that, like you can just wipe off a counter and your emotional pain's gone. It's not that simple. I wish it were. That would be so nice if it were like an Etch-a-Sketch where you could just shake it and it's gone and bye-bye. It doesn't work that way. It is like layers. It really is. So doing just one thing may not be enough. You may have to do the layer. You may have to do the work to release those emotions. You can also do a past life regression if you think that this is stemming from something not from this life but from past lives, which is very possible. We do tend to bring things back over any lessons that we haven't learned. You know, we store those memories at a cellular level, so it's going to take a little work to get rid of them. But it's worth the work, believe me. So make sure that you are working on that. You can do Reiki for that as well. I can um, definitely heal you from emotional pain with Reiki. Again, it's probably going to take more than one session. I mean, it may not, and that would be great if it doesn't, uh, if it only takes one. But for many people, it's like layers of an onion. You have to keep getting at the next layer. You know, when you get a bad onion and you start cutting and you're like, oh my gosh, it's already past the first two layers, and so you have to go to the next layer. And eventually you're going to get to that good part of the onion but you have to get to it, and that's what healing yourself emotionally is like, and that's what doing Reiki is like to heal that emotional pain. We get to it. It just comes out in layers. So another thing I would suggest in cultivating a good spiritual life is to find like-minded people that you can talk to or who inspire you, because when you're with like-minded people, they're only going to raise your energy vibration and your frequency, so that's a good thing. There are a lot of really good Facebook groups out there. Um, I've been talking about the program that I'm going to be starting, and it is very, very close to being done. I think I have all the materials done. I just have to get it up on my website, so be looking out for that. Right now, it is called A Purposeful Pilgrimage. It's 20 days. You'll have 20 emails, 20 different lessons, but every day it is a new lesson to learn to make your life better. It's going to have videos, tappings, podcasts, recordings, articles. So it's all kinds of stuff, and I think that it will totally transform your life and change your life because I tried to model it. It's not the same thing, but it's modeled after the spiritual boot camp that I did 
and it was amazing. It changed my life. It even changed the lives of those around me. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, keep checking my website back for that because it should be up soon. And, you know, eventually, hopefully this spring, my book will be out, which is about getting your life back after a divorce and being a single mom. So, you know, it's it's not really just for women. I think men could benefit from it too, but it was written from the point of view of a woman because I obviously am a woman. So I tried to add humor in there as well to help make it a little bit easier. So I hope that if you like this podcast, you will do me a favor and give me some stars on iTunes or follow me and share it with your friends and family, anyone you think could use it. I super appreciate it because I am trying to find my tribe and I hope that you are trying to find your tribe. I think that we all end up finding one another. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I am sending you so much love and peace and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.